the book of Luke. Amen. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. We give you this thanksgiving. We magnify his holy name. We lift up his name. We glorify. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. In the book of Luke, chapter 16 and verse 13. Amen. We want to talk to you today about just doing the right thing. The Bible way. Doing the right thing. The Bible day. The Bible way. And we understand, I understand, that what it takes to do things the right way, the Bible way, is that you got to love God, number one. You got to love God. And number two, you've got to love people. There's no other way that we're going to make this thing work unless we love God and love him with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our strength, with all our soul, with everything that we have. And if we don't love people like we love ourselves, treat others the way they would want to be treated, the way you want to be treated. Treat others, the, they think about that. Treat others the way you want to be treated. So if you treat people mean, harsh, cruel, all that hateful, uh, uh, and all of those things against one another, and guess what? Then that's the way you treat yourself. And we know that you don't treat yourself that way because you want to buy everything, find everything, all the nice things, have all the best things and all of that for yourself. But we understand that living in this world today, that you can't serve two masters. And Luke 16, chapter 16, verse 13, tells us this. He says here that no servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will stand devotedly by the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. That is, your earthly possessions or anything else you trust in and rely on instead of God. Understand that right now. That you or I, none of us, we can't serve two masters. You can't love the things of the world, the desires of the things in the world, the ways and the means in the things of the world and love God at the same time. And you're probably thinking in your mind, then why? I mean, what's the difference? What? Why can't I have this and have that? And they say you can have those things. I said, the Bible said that you cannot love those things. And when we talk about loving those things, that means you put those things at first at a high priority more than you value the word of the living God. The more than you value God's principles, God's command, God's word, God uh, uh, to give you direction and being obedient unto God and to his word and to his command. Just do the right thing. The Bible day, the Bible way, do the right thing. I know that when you say just do the right thing, 
What do you mean just do the right thing? Make right choices in how you handle situations toward one another. How we deal with one another. Look at our world with the chaos that we're living in, with the hatred, with the bitterness, with the suffering, with the with with, with the, the, the 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 prejudiceness, with the unforgiveness. With all the things that is not like God, look at around the, yes, it's happening right before our very eyes. It's going on right before our very eyes. Only thing people is concerned about, whatever they desire that's on their agenda and whatever they need in their lives and whatever they're going to receive in their lives. It's no concern about the well-being of the brother or the sister or the one that around them that needs, you know, a loving or caring for or looking after or seeing what it is that they can do for that person. Whether it be something that needs to be said or something that can be taken care of or help or assistance with something in their lives. It's all about if the agenda that I have if it's not directed toward the benefits of what I want, then it's not going to get done at all. Everything needs to drop, stop, and do what I desire is where the world lives right now. In the mind of being selfish, selfish and hard-hearted in their ways of living. And here in the book of Jeremiah, in the 22nd chapter, that Jeremiah was warning Jerusalem before their fall. In the third verse, he said, Thus says the Lord, execute justice and righteousness, and rescue the one who has been robbed from the hand of his oppressor. And do no wrong. Hallelujah. Do no violence to the stranger the fatherless, or the widow, nor shed innocent blood in this place. Lord, have mercy. The very thing that we've just read is the things that we see happening right now. The thing that is going on right now all over the world. The very thing of justice not being executed in righteousness. The very thing that people are being robbed from needless needlessness of things and ways that right before our eyes unfairness and so forth when we start at the first verse in that chapter it always turns to this he says this thus says the lord he says go down to the house of the king of judah here's what he's telling jeremiah and speak this word here he says, hear the word of the Lord, O king of Judah. Today, I want to make it relevant to the world of the United States of America and all over the country. That he says this, as he says this to the king of Judah, to all the leaders, to all them. You who sit on the throne of David, you and your servants and your people do enter these gates. Thus says the Lord, this is what the Lord says, he says. Execute justice and righteousness. 
execute justice and righteousness and rescue the one who has been robbed from the hand of his oppressor. And do no wrong, do no violence to the stranger. Why harm somebody? Treat them mean you don't even know them. Why hate somebody because of their skin color or their nationality or their race or their sexual origin? No need. The Lord is going to take care of the judgment of whatever wrong that they do in their life. Rest assured that he's keeping a record. He's recording everything that's being done in each and every one of our lives. None of us are going to escape anything that is not like God. None of us is going to be able to leave and have an excuse for things that we may have done wrong or that we're doing wrong and we've not repented and asked for forgiveness of in our lives. We're not going to escape. So directing this to the leaders and do no wrong and do no violence to the stranger, the fatherless, even the one that don't have parents and children, or to the widow. Hallelujah. Nor shed innocent blood in this place. Hallelujah. Don't do no wrong. Don't treat people the way you don't want to be treated. Love ye one another the way we should love one another. Treat ye one another with fair and equal guidance and, 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 and appreciation and thankfulness whether you know them or not. What? Is the game for being mean to someone that you don't even know, that you never even met before? What is the game to hate somebody because of they don't look like you or may not have what you have? What is it to have to, 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 to be greedy and selfish, to want all the things of the world to enjoy life and nobody else should have anything? What is it? What is it to feel that way? What is it to have that mindset? What is it to have that kind of attitude? What is it just to be mad for no reason at all? All because there's times and means that all you need to do is to do what's right. Just do the right thing in the pleasing in the eyes of the Lord. Just make the right choices in the pleasing in the eyes of the Lord. Just love ye one another the way we should love one another in the pleasing in the eyes of the Lord. Just, just, just love on each other and treat each other the way we ought to be treated. We all are human beings. We all have feelings. We all can feel pain. We all get sad. We all have happiness. We all have lost someone in our lives. We all have experienced and is experiencing some kind of difficulties in our lives. With this pandemic that has gone on and on in the world today, that it's moving from one level to another, moving from COVID-19 that is advancing itself to the Delta virus and advancing itself to the Omicron virus and is advancing itself. And yet in the middle of it all, in the middle of it all, with instructions and guidance and as to how that we should handle it and deal with it and try to deal with it yet for the one another's sake and the help for each other. Yet there are some that feel like there's no reason to have to follow the guidelines or even instructions. I'm not preaching today about political reason or anything of that. I'm just talking about just do the right thing the Bible way. 
Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. It's sad that we live in a world that can't take time out to do things the right way the right way, or not even feel like they should treat people the way they want to be treated. Why is it that you think that the sun and the moon and the star, that everything that should shine on you and fall on you and go your way? God didn't create this world that way. Jesus didn't come here and live that way and prove to you to give you an example of how we should be treating ye one another. Yet we form an alliance of saying that we're Christians and we're believers and that we love Jesus Christ and that we, we, we want to be like Jesus and all of those things. Stop saying you want to be like Jesus. Stop saying that you want to love like Jesus when you're not even beginning to practice how to love ye one another. Why did that people got to be mean? Why did that people got to be cruel? For no reason at all. Lord have mercy. Here in First Peter, we want to tell you here what he says here in First Peter in chapter 3 and verse 14. In verse 14, he tells us this. Hallelujah. Amen. He says, but even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, Lord have mercy, for the sake of righteousness, though it is not certain that you will. You are still blessed, oh Lord, have mercy, happy to be admired and favored by God. Don't you understand? Just doing the right thing. Look at what he said here in Peter. Just doing the right thing, that you are still blessed. You still should be happy and can be admired, admired and favored by God just because you did the right thing. He said, do not be afraid of their intimidating threats nor be troubled or disturbed by their opposition. Don't you understand, if you believe that you're living and walking by faith and not by sight, and that if you believe that Jesus has came in and performed a transformation through a spiritual conversion in your heart and in your mind, then you should be willing to follow the guidelines and follow the direction and follow the command of the living God. The elder should die, the almighty God, hallelujah, the great and mighty one, the Jehovah Jireh, the one that will provide no matter what time or when or however it is. Hallelujah, we ought to thank the Lord right now. You are blessed when you do the right thing. You're blessed just making the right choices. You're blessed just treating someone fairly. You're blessed not hating someone. You're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. Meaning not so much as you always looking for things. See, most of the time when we mention the word blessed, people think there's some kind of reward of another, of a materialistic thing that's got to be involved. But when it comes to being blessed, blessed ought to mean to you, and what it really is, what it, the definition of it is, is to be happy and fortunate and to be grateful to the true and the living God through his son, Jesus Christ. Lord, have mercy. We have failed to understand that the world is in the shambles because of the way that it is, because we're not living a life of being blessed, because we're not treating one another the way the Lord and the word of his commandment would have us to do. Lord, have mercy. Lord, touch us right now. 
Father, give us a mind to, de to desire to live like you. Give us a mind to want to do the will of your word, Lord. Help us, Father, in these last and evil days. That time, the perilous time that you said would come, they're here right now. Look at the storms in diverse places. Look at the earthquakes and look at the fires. Look at the war. Look at the kingdom against kingdom and nation against nation. The word of the Lord has been spoken and the word of the Lord has come to pass. And it is in this action as we speak today. And all of the things that we witness right now ought to be an example, ought to be a warning, and ought to be a light that goes off in our lives to recognize that it's time. Time to do what? Turn unto the Lord. Turn away from our wicked ways and turn unto Jesus and recognize the only answer that we're going to have in our lives is going to be through the name of Jesus. It's too sad and it's too terrible. All of the preaching and all of the ministering that we're supposed to be getting all of the word that we're supposed to be receiving yet people seem to be worse or more that you preach than you do if you don't preach or say anything lord have mercy help us today lord oh lord in the name of jesus in the book of james james says something like this here in chapter 4 and verse 17 so any person who knows what is right lord have mercy any person who knows what is right to do and does not do it, to him it is a sin. Just not doing the right thing. People think it's okay to do certain, shack up, live together, go out and fight and treat one another like bitterness and hatred and killing and murdering and living ways and that in the sinful ways are not pleasing to the eyes of the living God and just mean to people because of their color, their skin color, the hatred, the size or whatever they own or don't have or what they desire or don't desire, even if they're short, tall, small, big, round. Even if they're not popular or unpopular, even if that's not the top of their class or anything, that they need to be kicked aside, thrown aside, all for no reason at all. But the Lord is not for this, and the Lord is not in this. We're going to pay a penalty one of these days. And one of these days is going to be sad that when we get in the grave, out of all the work that we've done and all the things that we've said, that we want to live like the Lord and that we want to love like the Lord. And it would be a sad day to come to that final day of judgment. And then he look over your record and you find out that no one has kept the word of the living God. What would it be like if it final day of judgment out of all you said and done that you wanted to be like Jesus? You wanted to live like Jesus. And yet there was one or two things that was not done according to his will or his purpose. And then he would turn away from you and send you away from him and send you on into the ways of, the, of the, uh, damnation. Lord have mercy we need help in this world today. So much sadness, so much killing, so much murdering, so much hatred, so much bitterness, so much in every man that wants to be right in his own eyes. But somewhere James says something like this in chapter 1 and verse 22. But prove yourself doers of the word, actively, continually obeying God's precepts and not merely listeners who hear the word but fail to internalize its 
meaning deluding yourself by unsound reasoning contrary to the truth. Anybody know the truth and won't follow it in the same breath? Oh, they're fooling themselves. Anybody that say that they want to love and they treat people the way they want to be treated. And yet their agenda is all about self-motivation and self-preservation. Oh, you're fooling yourself. Here, that's what James said, that you're just deceiving yourself. You're not a doer of the word. You're not doing what thus says the Lord. That's the world we live in today. Fail to do what is right. And when you fail just to do what is right, and the way that you understand how to do what is right, it's just one of the two main commandments that you would do that would take care of everything. Because these two main commandments that I quote all the time, that I speak on all the time, loving the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, with all your soul, number one. And if you can't love God through all those principles, then you can't love people. You can't treat people people the way you want to be treated, the way they should be treated, the way you would want somebody to treat you. If you treat somebody mean, that means you're not being very well or nice to yourself. If you hate on somebody for no reason at all, that means you're not loving and kind to yourself. If you're doing things for unforgiveness, reason, hatred, and bitterness, that means you don't care about yourself. The way that you know that you care about you and that you love you and that you want to live according to the word of the living God and that you want to be like Jesus is that you would trust in his word and that you will lean and depend on his word whether he do what you want him to do or not. Somebody ought to say hallelujah in the place today. Lord have mercy. And now when we look at the book of Galatians, Galatians will let us know about the reasons and why and means of beings as to why we can't handle or as to why we do the things that we do. First, let me begin here in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9. The Bible says this. He said this in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9. He says, let us not grow weary or become discouraged in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap if we do not give in. Don't you understand? It ain't that hard to do what's right. All you got to do is turn right and keep straight. All you got to do is lean and depend on Jesus and accept him in your life. All you got to do is have a willing spirit and a wantonness to want to be like Jesus and willing to sacrifice your life and your ways and means unto him and his precepts and in his laws and his commandments. But the problem that we have today because of this old flesh, hallelujah, let me slow it down a minute here. In chapter 5, in the book of Galatians, when you look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 down to 23, and here's some things that should help us understand why we have a hard time doing what's right. We have a hard time understanding that flesh is of a sinful nature. Hear what he says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. He says this, now the practices of the sinful nature are clearly evident. They are sexual immorality. That's one thing we see all around this 
world. We're looking at things calling a self-sexual immorality. People does not have the nature of the natural affection that men should be drawn and attracted to a woman. Not a man being attracted to another man. And a woman should be attracted to the man, not a woman attracted to another woman. It doesn't matter how you try to fix it. It doesn't matter how you try to make it seem like it's okay. It doesn't matter how you try to make yourself feel like that it's the right thing to do, that you were born this way and that was the way that God meant you to be. That ain't nothing but a lie. That ain't nothing but a deception of the devil. Well, the next thing he says... They are sexual immorality, impurity. Impurity is a part of that sexual immorality. Not keeping yourself sacred in the holiness of God. Young girls are running out and having fornication, premarital sex, and, and bearing these children out of wedlock. And then, yet, then you feel like things are supposed to go right in your life. I like to tell you this, brothers and sisters, young men and young women, just because you go out and get a baby by somebody, just because you go out and father or mother a child doesn't make you a grown and mature adult. Doesn't make you a person that understands life. Actually, it makes you realize or make you should realize and it makes me recognize that you are immature and you don't want to understand anything and that you don't want to listen to what is right. We're talking about just doing the right thing. The principles of God and the values and the moral standards of God have been thrown out of the window. Why? Because of the sinful nature that you're following after these things that I'm mentioning to you are the things of your sensual, of your sexual, I mean sinful nature. Now the next thing he says here, the sensuality, which means totally total irresponsibility and a lack of self-control. All of that is combined with the first two things that I just mentioned. Young women growing up because of their, 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 their nature is, is growing broad and strong on the inside. They want to be with the desires of another person or individual. But the devil has turned that affection around that if you can't get the satisfaction of waiting on and having a man, a young boy becoming a man to be your husband then it's alright to be with the same sex. No it is not. I'm here to tell you that it's not okay in God's eyes to live a way that way he said not to live. He destroyed a land a long time ago and many people have heard about it if they ever have gone to church in Sodom and Gomorrah. He destroyed a land of practicing that lifestyle because of the sinful nature that they were living according to their fleshly desires. And he will do the same thing again if we don't repent and ask God for help and to help us to show us our true identity, to understand who we should be, to understand how we should live, how we should walk circumspectly in his will. We're talking about living, living according to the word of the living God. We're talking about just doing what is right. Well, let's name some more of these things that have to do with this sinful nature here. In verse 20, 
Let me start from the beginning and bring it down to verse 20 here. Now, the practices of the sinful nature, because I want you clearly to understand that they are clearly evident, that they are sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality. That means total irresponsibility with the lack of self-control. Idolatry. Idolatry is worshiping, worshiping other material images that you want them to be like God, that have no power, that can't see, can't hear, can't talk, can't walk. We're talking about things like jewelry. We're talking about things like money. We're talking about things like cars. We're talking about things like houses. We're talking about even any other graven images of animals, of anything that you want to say that that's a God. You're talking about the God of the Son and the God of this. Guess what? When you're saying the God of the Son is only one true God, and He is the El Shaddai. He is the creator and the maker of the moon, the stars, and the heaven and the earth. They have to give him praise. So how are you going to worship images that is of a God that is not real, that can't answer your prayer? Let us move on here. We're talking about sorcery, hostility, hatred, and bitterness, strife, and jealousy, and fits of anger. Hallelujah. Disputes and these things we see every weekend in our neighborhood. Dissensions and factions that promote hearsays. Envy in verse 21. Enviness. One that envy some that God is blessing and moving on up in their lives. They want what they have and would willing to do whatever they need to be like that person. Hallelujah. Drunkenness, yes. Drunkenness, drinking and smoking and getting drunk on the weekend, becoming a brawler and mean and fighting and causing chaos. Lord have mercy. We're talking about the things that are of the sinful nature. These are the things that will not allow you to do what's right in the eyes of God. Then he moved to riotous behavior. That's the fits of anger. Hallelujah. And other things like these. He says this. James said, he said, I warned you beforehand, just as I did previously, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. God. But here's the thing that we need. Let me move on to the fruits of the Spirit. Here's the thing that will help us to do the right thing. In verse 22, he said this, but the fruit of the Spirit is the result of His presence within us. This is how we know that God is working in someone when we allow His love. Hallelujah. His love, unselfish, concern for others, joy, that inner peace and patience, not the ability to wait. Hallelujah. But how we act while waiting, kindness and goodness and faithfulness. Lord, have mercy. These are the Things that are the fruits of the Spirit, uh, gentleness and self-control, and the Bible lets us know against such things there is no law. He said, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature, nature together with its passions and appetites. In other words, if you want to do what's right, if you want to know how to do the right thing, you're going to have to have the Word of God. You're going to have to feed your heart, your mind, your soul, the Word of God. God. Just like the word that I'm teaching and preaching this morning, you're going to have to have the word to be preached to you with conviction and with convincingness for you to look in the mirror and recognize that you have lived in a life that's wrong before the true and living God and that you are willing to bow on your knee to repent and call on his holy name. Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. These are the things that we live in this life, that we walk in this. The Bible says, if you go back to Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16 in this book, in this book that I'm reading, and you bag up and read this, says, he said, but I say, but I say, walk habitually, habitually in the Holy Spirit and seek him and be responsive to his guidance. And then you will certainly not carry out the, the desires of the sinful nature, which responds impulsively without regard of God and his precept. For the sinful nature has its desire, which is opposed to the spirit and the desire of the spirit opposes the sinful nature. For these two, the sinful nature and the spirit are in direct opposition to each other, continually in conflict, so that you as believers, good God Almighty, so that you that say that you are believers, do not always do whatever good thing you want to do. Don't you understand? Whenever you make a decision or whenever you treat somebody or however you act or you have the wrong attitude, it's not the fruit of the Spirit operating in you then. It's the act of the divine desires and the sinful natures of your flesh that's in operation then. This is what we must understand. When we understand this old fleshly body that we walk, that, that we live in daily, that when we allow it to overtake us, that when we allow it to lead us, then we're going to live a life of unrighteousness. My God, my God. Now, let me help you with something here. Let us bag up into the book of St. John. In the book of St. John in chapter 14 and verse 23. And look at what John says here. In the Bible we're talking about doing the right thing. This is what Jesus answered them and he said this. Jesus answered and said this. If anyone really loves me, I'm going to slow it down for this here. If anyone really loves me, <coughs> hallelujah, if anyone really loves me, all of you out there that are listening to the sound of my voice right now, if you claim that you love Jesus, if you say that you love Jesus, and don't answer so quickly, yeah, I love Jesus. He says, if anyone really, he put really in there. I'm reading from my Amplified Version of the New King James Bible. If anyone really loves me, he will keep my word. Keep my word. Teaching. And that means he will keep my teaching. He will keep my word. And my father will love him. And we will come to him and make our dwelling place with him. That is if you love the Lord. Do not tell me that you love Jesus and your actions and your way and means of lifestyle exemplifies something totally different. And I'm not the one that you got to impress. But the thing of the matter is, if you say you love Jesus, 
and that you're trying to live a life like Jesus and you're trying to draw others from out of a world of darkness into this marvelous light. And that you want to draw them closer to Jesus Christ, that they might establish a relationship with him. And that if you're trying to be a living testimony unto that what he has done or doing in your life. And that he will, you will understand that the one that you're trying to tell this, that will believe you. Then your life is going to have to exemplify just what Jesus said right there. You're going to have to love him with all your heart. Let me tell you something about loving God with all your heart before I even finish it. To love the Lord with all your heart means you got to give him all of you. The problem with society and humanity today is that they don't want to give all of themselves to Jesus. They think if they just give him just a little bit or partiality, of their lives and everything else got to be to enjoy the desires of the flesh and it's okay that's what they think and that that's that that and that that is all right with Jesus it is not it's not you got to love the Lord with all your heart with all your might that mean with everything you got with all of your mind. That means your mind need to be on everything according to the ways and the means and the guidance and the direction of Jesus Christ in your life. Totally unto him. I know my time is running short here. But this is the way that we're going to have to figure out and understand if we want to live for Jesus. And if we say that we are living for Jesus, and if we say that our lives exemplify it, we got to do the right thing the Bible way. Not, not the president way, not a king, not the mayor, not, the, not, not, not any of those people, but the Bible way. And the reason that I say that even the president, king, mayor, senator, whoever he is or she is, even as a leader, they got to do it the Bible way. Nobody, nobody in this world is exempt from doing what thus said the Lord. Somebody ought to give the Lord an amen. amen. We're going to pause and stop right there for today. We'll pick this up again if the Lord say the same on the next Sunday. But we thank the Lord for this day, this hour, this minute, this moment, and this second. That he has blessed us today. And through this pandemic time, that if you've ever been touched by or experienced the COVID-19 virus, the Delta virus, the Omicron, and if you go through the time of his existence of quarantine. In that time, you ought to take time out if God allowed you to live through it, to look at yourself, to look at your life. Because if you do not look at your life and see yourself of what it really is and what it's really exemplifying today, it may just be your last time. 
And you might not get a second chance to correct it again. So when sickness and things of tragedy of any type that comes in our life, it comes to get our attention to recognize that Jesus is the answer. And that Jesus is in control, that the Lord is still in control, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it seems like, no matter what it feels like, no matter what we understand, he is still in control. So I beg of you today that if you have not, and if you do, and I, I, I am willing to go this far to say this. With the way that things are going on, if you haven't been vaccinated or boosted or anything like that, and the way that this virus is progressing, at some point in time, everyone is going to be touched by it just to realize or to recognize whether or not that they're really, really ready to believe God. So we want to close out in a small moment of prayer. Father, help us today. Help us to believe you. Help us to trust in you before it's too late. You've given us time. No need to ask for more time. You've given us time right now. So, Father, while we hear your word right now, bless us, Father. Keep us right now. We thank you. We praise you forevermore. Cover us under your blood. Keep us safe by your grace and your mercy. We thank you and give you the glory. We thank you in Jesus' name. Salah, salah, amen. And amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You're listening to Gospel Nation Radio, WLEE Good gospel music, 24 /7.